Hello and welcome everybody to this week's edition of the Infinitive Podcast. Today we are with Dhruv Mehta from a company called Aument, which is basically a cancer flagging tool. Hello, Dhruv. Hi, Jonathan. How are you doing? Yeah, very good now. How is yourself today? Doing well, doing well. Looking forward to talking about Aument. Great stuff. Excellent. Well, we're delighted to have you here. I mean, it's certainly, it's one, you know, you mentioned the cancer flagging uh, detection kind of algorithm that you're building, but um, it's one that also flagged up with us as a very kind of uh, interesting topic to raise because, of course, it's a very sensitive issue. And, of course, every family across the planet in some form has had to deal with this kind of awkward question. Um, so it's it's good to have you here, Drew, and I'm delighted to uh hear a little bit more about what you and Aument are doing. So tell me a little bit about uh, what you're what you're doing at the moment, Drew, with Aument. Ah, thank you. Yeah, and thank you for having me as well. And that's actually like what you mentioned is exactly the reason that we wanted to start something like this. Is we realize that almost everyone in the world is pretty much affected by cancer in some sort of way. And what we realized was that most people that are eventually diagnosed with cancer have actually presented those cancer-related symptoms in the past to their primary care physician, and it goes undetected. And so we were wondering why there's been so much investment that goes on more in the in the diagnostic stage and in the treatment phases, whereas not enough is actually going into, into the early stage flagging cases. And so we investigated further into this and realized that there's a space for this and by uh, by doing some analysis we figured out that we would be able to increase the amount of life years um, that people lived and detect them at earlier stages and so that would give them a longer life expectancy and hopefully a better cancer-free life moving forward okay and what is the region that you're kind of focusing on drove I mean, is it something that you want to kind of stay in mainland Europe or is it a kind of a global enterprise that you're looking to take advantage of here? So we started initially in Vienna and in London. So that was considering that my home base is in Vienna and my partner at the time, he was a um, medical professional at the NHS in the UK. And so those are the two places we were initially looking at. But what we wanted was to access this European market, hence why we registered in Vienna. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the reasons that we're over here. And the other thing is that you want your market for uh, what we're trying to do is collect electronic health record data and digital uh, medical data. So for that, you need a market that has already started investing into this. And there's enough data for us to harness um, so as much as we would like to be all over the world, I think that the place to, to begin was going to be mainland Europe and potentially the U.S. Okay, because so, I'd be aware of, let's say, when we're, when we're looking at the region of the U.K., I'd be aware of, let's say, the Nice regulations. You know, how, yes. would, how would Aument kind of disrupt this or how would it, let's say, add on to this, onto these Nice regulations? Um, actually, we really appreciate Nice for the work that they've done for the last however many years. Like they've been, they've been really instrumental in getting to to the forefront of this cancer mm-hmm. flagging. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, we started off. What we wanted to do was try and find a way to digitize the process by which Nice has made these um, guidelines for their doctors. 
And so the first part of our product building was to build a logical framework similar to that of NICE's, but make it into a digital version of it and apply it to electronic health records rather than uh, rather than the doctors doing that themselves in the middle of a diagnostic of some symptoms that the patient might be presenting. And we realized that actually the results that we were getting were on par with the accuracy of what a doctor should be expecting in terms of their accuracy of flagging predictions. Um, But then when we went on further and we realized that mm, we might be able to apply some advanced analytics techniques to this, um, we were, we increased the accuracy that we were getting um, significantly. And so we we tried to we tried to rebuild the algorithm in a way to to show that the best way for this to to flag for cancer is actually not coming from the doctor, rather an assistant basically that runs in the background in the electronic health record system or by a reports that might be submitted to the electronic health record system uh, to show uh, to show people that might need to get checked up. Okay, very good. I mean, any kind of early detection here, this this will all fall back on the government. I mean, of course, there's going to be huge savings, you know, across a fiscal year if they can detect more people in time. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's a kind of a win-win for them. I mean, when you're talking about, let's say, Almont and how it plans to, let's say, monetize this this system, I mean, what what, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? I mean, is it something to do with subscription-based or how are you, how are you going to work this? Yeah, I mean the subscription-based model is like the buzzword for the mm. startup community. So mm. we are we are definitely in on that as well. Um, but we actually have three streams that we were looking at. One of them would be the subscription-based model. So that would be basically a B two B between us and and medical practices, where they would be able to submit reports to us, um, and then we would provide them provide them with with reverse reports every week, every month, every day however they see fit. Um, but the eventual goal is to be um, incorporated into, into more of the, the, the basic fabric of the electronic health record systems. So um, either the companies that design these electronic health record systems, like EMIS in, in, in the UK, or um, the universal healthcare um, entities within Europe that exist, like the, the universal healthcare in, in Austria or the NHS or the French system where, where, where healthcare is kind of centralized. Okay. Fair. That would be the goal. Excellent. And actually it's most beneficial as well for, um, for, for government entities because when applied at scale is when you see the real large amounts of savings that, that, that come through. Wow. And when have you started out? I mean, uh, Drew, is this something that is, have you started this recently or is it something that you've been working on the last, what stage of development or how many months have you been doing this? Yeah. So I initially started conceptualizing it alongside my, my partner last year, but then we got the idea ready enough by March for, for me to quit my job and, and start doing this full time. And so basically I've been working on it for the last eight months full time. Okay. And we've gotten to the point where we've, uh, we've, we've done the, we've done the back work necessary, built a, built an MVP. And uh, we're really looking forward to be pushing this forward in the next eight to nine months and, and come up with a complete product that would be ready for the regulatory approval and going into market by next year, at the end of next year. Fantastic. So there's been a lot of bootstrapping over the last eight to nine months on your side for sure, I'd say. 100% of yeah. it pretty much. <laughs> Okie dokie. And you mentioned a couple of other team players. Who else is in your team, Drew? 
So we started off with myself and my partner, who's a medical professional in the NHS. Um, is, so he was, he's been working in other entrepreneurial endeavors as well. And um, we, we basically built this idea together. Mm. Other than that, a person who's doing my, my, my university with me, and he's a software professional who's a data engineer and, an, and a data architect. And then the final person in the team is a biomedical engineer, a doctoral student at, mm. uh, at Northeastern University. So we have a team of four people and four quite separate fields, but they mesh quite well together when it comes to the products that we're trying to build. Fantastic. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. And then regarding the stage of development, I mean, you're talking about, let's say, you know, go to market, maybe the UK and Vienna, et cetera. You know, how are we looking? Mm-hmm. I mean, is this something that you're forecasting in the next year or maybe quarter two next year? How is that looking or what's your kind of what's your opinion on that? Yeah, so we're, we're hoping to have um, our, our product ready by the end of Q2 next year and be able to start going through regulations and the basic things that we would need to consider at that point. So um, hopefully by Q4 in 2020 or Q1 in 2021, we would be in the market and hopefully revenue positive at that time. So that is, that is the timeline and the goal that we're, trying to, that we're trying to reach. Right, okay. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine, of course, the regulation authorities here are going to be of keen, of keenly looking at this. So, of course, that's going to be a hurdle that you'll have to jump over. Is there any kind of Absolutely. other challenges you're finding or you think that are coming down the road that you're going to be facing? Um, absolutely. So I think that, like, as you mentioned, the regulation is going to be one. But uh, whenever it comes to medical data, the biggest problem is always going to be about privacy mm-hmm. and anonymity. Of course, yeah. And so everything... Everything that we've done so far has been quite under wraps and everything has been undertaken for research purposes. And we have not we have not distributed any data and anonymized everything that we've absolutely um, considered. Um, but the but the actual signing on to be able to use an entity's data has been so far the biggest challenge. And I believe that that's going to be moving forward as well. Because actually a lot of the time mm-hmm. the data is significantly, it's quite fragmented because a lot of the time people are putting in, uh, doctors are writing in their data mm-hmm. and they don't all write it the same way. So the algorithms that we've had to develop are quite um, are qu- are quite intensive and deep in order mm-hmm. to be able to map out the information that we need from them. And uh, we would need a lot more to, to build up the kind of product that we want. Um, other than that, we, we are aware of the integration possibilities of this system so it would be it would be required for us to be partnering with either electronic health record systems or government entities otherwise we're not going to be able to distribute this at the at the scale that we would like of course so yeah. those are the three yeah. things that are, that are quite important for us absolutely yeah no your whole story is magnificent uh, drew i mean it's certainly it's so positive and anything that can help of course in this kind of this issue that everyone is kind of facing and has to, you know, open their eyes to every morning um, is, is, is wonderful. So it's fantastic what you're doing. And of course we here at the team will, will keep an eye on you guys and we'd love to have you back in the future, maybe in, you know, after Christmas at some stage to see, see where you're at and uh, perhaps follow, follow on podcast. 
Mm, sounds good. So it sounds sounds incredible. And I really appreciate you guys as well. And um, thank you for your time and like the the resources and stuff that you guys are investing in, in in making this kind of startup community as well. I think it's really valuable. Excellent. Appreciate the feedback. Great. Thank you, Drove. Thank you, Jonathan. Have a great day. Look after yourself. Bye bye. Bye bye.